Hey, Sarah. Hey, what? I want to watch romantic comedy. The man who embraces his mediocre nothingness shines greater than any. quote from this movie yeah really where it's keanu reeves oh okay excellent well hello there hello hey i'm justin and this is sarah hello and this is uh romantic comedy commentary.com or sarah chooses to call it romcomcom.com and this week we're gonna dig into a netflix romantic Mm -hmm. comedy that sarah picked and i knew nothing about uh always be my maybe yes so okay i have a thing that the minute i have to do something I immediately do not want to do it. The minute it's in the books and it's like, okay, this is what we're doing, whether it be plans, whether it be we're going to dinner or in this case, let's watch a movie. Mm -hmm. And I did not want to watch this for whatever reason. Hmm. 10 minutes in, I was elated and I was smiling (laughs) ear to ear. This is a really fun movie. Yeah, it is fun. I really, really enjoyed this. And I would suggest to anyone listening, if you have not seen this movie, stop listening. And then go watch it and then come and back. And then come back. Yeah, because it is really... And then really... listen to our beautiful insights. Yeah. I But I, I want to lead with that. I really like this a lot. Okay. But before we dive into the movie, I do want to wish you a happy birthday. Oh, thank you. And uh, in keeping with that, Sarah, uh, I found it as a, a fact that made me feel very old the other day. What? And it's also going to make you feel old, so I feel like I should share it. All right. Um, do you know how old, because we were talking at one point about doing an American Pie movie, and we may still do one, but we kind of talked ourselves out of it. But mm-hmm. do you know how old in the original American Pie... Uh, the uh, Jennifer Coolidge, Stifler's mom, was the actress. In the original? In the original American Pie, her age in that movie when she, uh, the term MILF was coined towards yeah. her. Do you want to guess? Well, it, she's in her 50s now, so she had to be in her 30s. It blew my mind. 38. Yeah. For some reason, I didn't expect, but that makes sense because in the context of the movie, that means she had Stifler when she was like 20. Yeah. But that still blew my mind, <laughs> and it made me feel very, oh. very old. What that movie's it's like coming up in twenty years, isn't it? Uh, two thousand and or nineteen ninety nine. Twenty years. Yikes! Let's dive into "Always Be My Maybe." It okay. is. It has a six point nine on IMDb, a ninety one percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh wow! So that's that's pretty good. Metacritic yeah. sixty four and ninety four percent on Google. So people yeah. like this movie. It's not just me. Uh, Except for critics. <laughs> well, some critics. Some. Sarah, for people that haven't seen this, do you want to give a real quick kind of summary sure. of it? But again, if you haven't seen it, stop listening and go watch it. Because sure. it's that good. So Ali Wong is a chef. She's from San Francisco, but she lives in LA now. And she like does this Asian like natural cuisine not natural like more like well i guess she's fancy right now she does like fancy cuisine and marcus parks is her friend from childhood who's now still helping his dad do ac and furnace repair and she comes back to san francisco to open a restaurant It flashes back to them as kids, and she was always left home alone because her parents worked at a restaurant, right? I think so. And his mom kind of helped her discover her passion for food 
and how to cook because she spent so much time over at his house because her parents were gone. And then it flashes back to them like getting older and then in high school they're good friends but then they like hook up one night and then it's awkward. Well, but they oh, hooked up. her his mom dies. That's right. And she bearing. <laughs> yeah. And she like takes him out to help him feel better and they end up having sex in the back of his car and then they go to Burger King and he starts like attacking her about her feelings for his mom and how she doesn't understand at least she has both of her parents and get in a big fight and they basically never see each other again like she leaves and then she moves away after high school so they never resolved any of those issues so of course her best friend is now her manager i want to say she works for her and she hires marcus and his dad to fix the ac in the new house she's renting in san francisco which immediately makes them run into each other and mr i can't remember their name mr parks (laughs) (laughs) um is really happy to see her and i think he kind of was in on it too they have an awkward exchange they start seeing each other but he has a girlfriend named Jenny who's this kind of crazy person. And she's dating Daniel Day Kim from Lost, <laughs> who's like a douchebag who like says we should take a break before we get engaged or before we get married. And then he immediately hooks up with Padma Lakshmi. And she's like, damn. So at one point she this is the longest plot description I know. You've ever given. at one point she meets keanu reeves and they go on a double date together and it's a really awkward experience and <laughs> keanu reeves and marcus end up in a fight and then he's like also a rapper marcus has like a side gig and she's like trying to support him in it but he really doesn't have like any motivation and just like lives with his dad and does not a lot. And then after that big blow up with Ken Reeves, they get together, but it's clear that he's like not okay with her lifestyle or thinks she's being disingenuous or something. And then she's like, this is who I am. Deal with it or not. And she leaves her New York. And then people are like, you're an idiot. You should go get her, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, Grand Jester, he shows up in New York. Turns out it's a restaurant named for his mom. And it's, like, all homemade cooking. It's so sweet. And then he's like, I'll be with you anywhere. doesn't matter. I'll hold your purse forever. And then they end up together. Right? Yeah. Long explanation, but you really hit every point in it. <laughs> yeah. I really like this from, from top to bottom. Because yeah. even in the beginning, he comes over... She's eating like alone. She makes her own little meal when she's a kid. And he comes over and is mm-hmm. like, my mom said you can come over and have soup or else I have to take the soup to school in a thermos and eat soup out of a thermos. <laughs> and no one wants to eat with the kid eating soup out of a thermos. I'll have to eat it with the other kid with soup eating soup out of a thermos. And he's weird. <laughs> like, All right. I was on board at that point. Yeah. And yeah, then she comes over and the mom's like, Koreans cut everything with scissors. Yeah. I didn't know that that was a thing, okay. I guess. But that was... I have some herb scissors. Oh, that's an actual tool. Have like you a, seen a... them? Hold on. Look at these babies. Oh, they're like scissors, but with lots of... Oh, that's like five scissors jammed together. <gasps> Motherfucker. Oh, shit. Did you just cut yourself <laughs> on your scissors? 
That's uh, really sharp. Yeah, Sarah just grabbed the front of the, the blade portion of the scissors and was shocked that they were that sharp. I was no, don't touch to it again. Get the rust off I know, but don't touch thing. it again. You're well, touching it touch, more. It's in there that's sharp. Damn, they're a little rusty. But they're really fucking sharp. <laughs> Those are some sharp, rusty scissors. <laughs> get you. I'll cut some hell and, out of some herbs. And that's how Sarah lost her finger. <laughs> and I. Talking about always be my maybe. Yeah, so these are herb scissors. Apparently. Sharp ones, they're too. They're Hankels, which is a German brand, but they probably stole them from the Asians. You know uh, how they are. Yeah, but like the whole beginning of this movie, I, I just, I loved it immediately because it, it, it made you really connect with them when they're kids. There's an awesome growing up montage. Then mm. the mom dies and you can like really feel the sorrow in those moments yeah. and how connected she is with it. What did she die of? A car accident? He just said an accident. They kept mm. it really vague. And then that the, God, and after they have sex, they go to Burger King and I forget what the Burger King worker says, but they, it's just, She said... Do you want a Whopper? It's our on the value menu and you can take it and eat it and cry in your car. <laughs> yeah, I have to I, go get a Band-Aid. <laughs> All right, I'm okay. You're back. You're back. You have your Band-Aid. Yeah. This movie did have something that caught me off guard and I'm 35 years old and this still, I don't know how to handle it exactly. Calling people's parents by their first names because uh, Ali Wong in it I think was like calling his mom and dad by their first names yeah. at one point well, she's like call me Judy oh yeah that was it that's she why she brought it up said it. but number one when you were younger at what point if ever did you start calling people's never. parents but never okay good because I'm still a Mr. and Mrs. unless they oh, correct for me sure. and even then if they're I like oh like just it. call me so and so I still yeah. go back and forth Brian and his friends got into this weird thing of calling each other by their last names, Mr. I, Schmidt and Mr. Dawson. Oh, with the Mr.? And then calling the parents, not in their presence, by their first names. I think that's most guy groups, though, will jokingly call parents by their yeah. first names. But in person, I find it very, I don't know, it just makes me feel very weird. It's yeah. like it's like we're on the same level. It's like, I'm a, I'm a 34-year-old know-nothing. Like, <laughs> I, I don't need to... So then I'm guessing... Since you have kids, have you ever thought about what your reaction will be the first time someone comes in? It's that cocky kid that's like, oh, Sarah, I'm having the longest day. You'd just be like, first off, Mrs. Schmidt. Mm -hmm. Well, it's different. It's funny to hear what I am called because one of Emma's friends calls me Emma's mom all the time. And the other one just calls me Sarah. Cause in... Oh, so you're already getting called by the first name. Yeah. And she... But the she has like the neighbors all hang out a lot together mm -hmm. and they call all the moms by their first name. So I think she's just like used to it. Well, who introduced, is that just kids these days? Kids no, these, these it's damn the kids these days? Okay. It's like, just call me Katie. Just call me Emily. So I'm just Sarah. But then I get, I don't really remember. They, I think they try to avoid it if they can. What first names? Just even calling you anything. But it's probably mostly Emma's mom. I'd like to think I'd be, I'd be cool with it because I'd, it'd, I like to think that I'd think oh, they call <laughs> me Justin like I'm the hip dad. <laughs> but deep down, I know that the first time someone was like, "Oh, hey, Justin, long day today." Like, first off, Mister Mikowski. <laughs> Second off, it was a but fine day. My kids day. call you Justin. <laughs> 
Yeah, but they're not like I'm saying if I had kids, I guess. With yeah. your kids, I'm more like just friendly and familiar with them. But like if yeah. I had kids and then their friends came over. Yeah. People in the South really have it together. What do you mean? Like my parents used to live in Atlanta and I could not figure out why my sisters kept calling everyone Miss Helen and Mr. Roger. Oh, yeah. And my dad finally explained it to me. He's like, that's just what you do. So everybody's a Miss or a Mr. And then you call them by their first name, which is like the, I feel like the it's hybrid. A compromise. Yeah. The best of both worlds. Cause it's still familiar. But respectful. But yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's good. It makes a lot of sense. See, but it- yeah, actually, Mr. Justin does have a certain ring to it. Yeah. I feel like a really cool substitute teacher. Mr. Justin. <laughs> yeah. That would be fun. I like the band members. He's in a band yeah. called, uh, got something, Peril. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, Hello, Peril. Okay. The band, and it's called Hello, Peril. It's a good he's, name. And he's been in it since high school. Yeah. I don't even know high school bands that made it for the most part out of high school. The guy that is in the band that's been in it since high school mm-hmm. is the guy from those Deadpool. Diet Coke commercials. Oh, oh is he in Deadpool? Mm-hmm. He's in those Diet Coke commercials where he's like, and you get a new haircut. And someone says to you, did you get a new haircut? <laughs> and I cannot unhear that. Oh. I just cannot. I'm waiting for him to pitch he's me Diet Coke. He's a cab driver in Deadpool. Is he? And Deadpool too. Oh, okay. He has a bigger role in Deadpool too. No, he's a good actor and he's yeah. got great comedic timing. That Coke commercial is all I can That's see, so and I cannot unsee it. Aww. But I liked him in it. They get tennis balls for some reason. Yeah, and he's and Marcus is like, we don't. That doesn't mean anything. So they specifically wrote a song, song about tennis balls to make them relevant because they got like five hundred of them. Is their band any good? I mean, what do you? Th- I think what do the you lyrics think? are good, but I don't think he can pull off being a rapper. I mean, I like his little bounce when he's rapping, but his voice is so monotone, and it's just this over and over, bounce back like a tennis ball, and it's like, ooh, I don't know if you're pulling that off. And <laughs> it, it, he seemed they kept talking about how good of a front man he was, and again, yeah, he wasn't bad. Yeah. He bounced and around, and she was so supportive, like you're amazing, and you should really do this. And I'm like. You're not that good. You're, yeah, that was. I don't think you're that good. And my biggest gripe with this movie, so he, like he should stick to like a Pharrell role and like write, but maybe not be the front man yeah. or the or maybe share some of the vocals. Yeah. Well, but my biggest gripe with this movie, and maybe this shows how good of a movie it, it, it was, is he writes a song, or I don't. He doesn't even play it in the in the movie. I think it's the credits. It's that I punched Keanu Reeves. Yeah, it's in the credits. So, but there's a line in it that says, uh, "I punched Neo. He can dodge a bullet, but he can't dodge me." <laughs> My biggest gripe with it Neo? is it shouldn't be. It should be Neo. <laughs> I, I punched no, Keanu Reeves. He can dodge me. It's punched, clever because it's an approximate no, rhyme. I, I, I punched <laughs> Neo. He can dodge a bullet, but he can't dodge Mio. No, that's too on the nose. No, it's perfectly on the nose. The me is like, I'm, it's like, a, it's, it's like a, when someone plays a. You could a, go like me and then be like, ah. See, that I would take too. It's like when someone plays a melodic phrase, but they don't come home and hit the tonic at the end. You mm. have that tension and you need the release. That doesn't have the release that I need. That's what good. Sarah. Because they hold you. Well, then it should be a me. Oh, like it, then it makes it sound like a party song. Yeah. At least we can compromise on that. Maybe. But I thought they were I thought they were not the best band in the world, but no. they weren't like terrible, but I don't think they were gonna they take were the fun, world by storm. But no. Um I my biggest gripe is that 
they didn't play the song Always Be My Baby in it. Because Always Be My Baby comes from Always but Be didn't My they, Baby. Well, they did the credits, I thought. Did they? Wasn't that the credits when they were, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was when they were showing everybody's baby photos. Oh, you're right. Okay, but here's my thing. Gotcha. He wasn't her maybe. Yeah, that's what I was thinking the whole time, too. Like, they didn't see each other at all. He was never in her back pocket. Yeah, that's what I thought this was going to be, was yeah, a story of, all, of a back all, near miss. Near, I was thinking yeah. near misses or something. And yeah. that's how they portrayed it. I watched the uh, trailer on Netflix first, and they portrayed it that way. That he was always this guy who was there in San Francisco. And it's not at all it's like that. It's not that movie one bit, no. Like, she had her own life in L.A. completely separate. She had totally left him behind. And then they ran into each other, and it was really awkward. So, no, it's not an accurate title at all. The only thing about the title is that it's clever. Mm-hmm. Pun, it's a pun. But it's not accurate. Well, what would be... I'm trying to think what would be a better a better name for it. And I'm trying to look up... 90s pop love songs mm. that you could do a playoff of mm-hmm. um man there's a lot like uh what about go something going off of casey and jojo's all my life because mm. they've been like all their yeah. lives you know they've been close all my wife uh, oh my <laughs> 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 um you're you're still the one shania twain Ooh. again because still the, the one now, this would just be another romantic comedy altogether. What? How good would a romantic comedy called Kiss from a Rose? And Whoa. the girl's name is Rose. Rose. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And it also somehow inexplicably stars Brandon Lee. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yes. It absolutely. Or or Whitney Houston's or I Will Always Love You. See, none of these, though, we can't, there's none of these that are like play on words quite yet. Yeah. And that's what it needs, because yeah, you're the always be my my maybe. You're right, but yeah, it has nothing to do with. Because here's what no. I was really figuring was going to happen, and before I watched it, I knew that it was going to be that they. I didn't watch the preview, but it was. I knew it was going to be like you know, their kids. They know each other. They grow up together. I thought it was going to be a series of like not not friend zoning, mm-hmm. but like. She Putting would, him on the back burner. Well, I thought it was going to be mutual. I thought it was going to yeah. be back and forth. Like you know, she'd be dating someone and he'd be single, and it wouldn't happen. Or. You know, and they go back and forth. I didn't think it was going to be a, a one-sided friend zone. Hmm. You know, I guess that's why I thought it was, for some reason I thought it was going to be like a mutual maybe. But again, it, it was none of that. Yeah, that's true. Let me just throw this out right at the beginning. I probably should have said this. I identified it with the like with this movie. I felt like it, not the story was mine, but so many things are happening in it that I just <laughs> I really it it really attached to. itself to me. Yeah. yeah. And even some of the small stuff, like at one point she's singing D'Angelo. Yeah. And she's in the she's not getting the Doesn't words out. But if you but if you listen to D'Angelo and I love D'Angelo yeah. and you drive to it, you find yourself just doing that. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it, you really do. That's D'Angelo. Is you don't you can't make out any of the words. Yeah. Like that song Untitled that he had, it really was just him going like high and low. And mm. it's wonderful. Yeah. Or she's always in my hair. You don't, 90% of lyrics you can't understand. But then you get, <laughs> she's always in my hair. <laughs> I like D'Angelo. 
I do too. And then there was, I mean, it had a pretty good soundtrack. There was randomly, uh, there was a collective soul song in it out of nowhere. I mean, not out of nowhere, but there's collective soul was in it. It also had D'Angelo on title, like we said. It had David Bowie in it. Huh, which Uh, Bowie? Uh, it had Young Americans at one point. Oh, I think this I is just a that. listing of like all the songs in it. Mm-hmm. Um, Not necessarily the soundtrack. Ludacris was at one point played. Alice in Chains. Hmm. Like I said, Collective Soul. Mariah Carey was at the end. Oh yeah, these are just all in order of hmm. everything. Uh, so the soundtrack, I really like the soundtrack because it kind of went like, you know, it, it just, it went all over the place. Mm-hmm. There's AWOL Nations in here. Well, and Hello, Hello Peril, of course, was mm-hmm. on it several times. Uh, so I think the soundtrack was good and how it integrated itself in, yeah. you know, and then they had that song at the end that they made about an event in the movie with Keanu Reeves. Yeah. I thought that was a good way to bring it all together. They said that they wanted Keanu from the beginning. Like Marcus Parks and Ali Wong wrote this together. Okay. And they thought of him as like the first person they wanted because they really? wanted somebody who had an Asian background but who was also like internationally known and was playing kind of opposite of who they actually are because apparently he's like the nicest sweetest guy in the world and um they didn't think they were going to get him so they were trying to think of who else they could could do, do. Keanu ish but he immediately said yes and he said like he watched Ali Wong's stand-up special baby cobra and he was just like he had watched it previously and then he read the script and he was like i would be honored to be in your movie and they were like holy shit what i'd love to he kind of like teased that he was going to be cool for just a half yeah. a second in it yeah. and then you knew the rail and then he just leaned in he did yeah. not back off oh my god like yeah. are you, oh i didn't know you wore glasses like no they're for a role, they're for a role. And they he came up with that himself and, really yeah i knew a guy at this summer camp that i helped oh, out god. once did he do that so we have a prom every year, and, the, and this guy was over the. T- I mean, he he wanted you to notice him. Mm-hmm. It, his and his accent color was red, and he had red glasses oh, wow. with no lenses. Oh, and of course, me being me, I did. So uh, haven't seen you wearing glasses all week. You wear contacts. Oh no, these don't have lenses. Like, well, then why are you wearing them? Like. Because they complete the outfit. I was like, wow, okay. I guess I'm, I I can't come back against that. I don't know what kind of pithy back and forth. the outfit together. Yeah. I don't know what pithy back and forth I thought we were going to have. But after that, I was like, all right, I can't make fun of you. Like, you you really knew what you were doing. They did pull the outfit together. They, that restaurant they go to, things like that exist. It's actually the San Francisco Jewish Center. That they turned into a restaurant. Well, but I mean like the they like do these exist. bougie yeah. over the top because they got it's fucking insane. What they were the joke was that they were listening to the sounds <laughs> of the animals they were eating yeah. and, and like kind of crying. started crying. Yeah. Did he yell something like, I'm sorry? I'm sorry. And they just went back to eating. He kept eating it. He's like, It's so good. And then he said that the meal cost it. What it was cost it? Six, Sixteen thousand dollars. That's like six grand or something. Oh, okay. Like that—that's merely one residual check from my movie Speed. And he puts <laughs> his hand so tenderly on the side of his face and just okay. strokes it and walks away. <laughs> oh, which makes him so angry. And then Keanu got them an Uber pool. Yeah. Have you ever done one of those? No. I know one guy that has. Really. Tim, our friend Tim. Of course. And yeah. it was because he he could save. It wasn't even much. It was like $10 from uh, an airport in Chicago to where we were at. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I just thought I'd try it out. Got in. It was like him and three random people Aww. in the car. And they started making, not him, but in this movie, they start making out. Yeah. I don't think I've ever even made out in a cab, much less a Uber pool yeah, cab. Yeah, I think I have. Oh, wait, wait, wait. 
never mind. I get to take this back. Oh. I, I have made out in a crowded bus. Ew. Yeah. In a bus? Yeah. Where? Uh, senior bar crawl. It was after senior oh, bar crawl. Yeah. So it was a bus of other drunk people. I may have people. done that too now that I think about it. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> so, so, okay, now I uh, I thought this was quite a ludicrous scenario. Now I'm remembering that I, in fact, have done something uh, not super far away from it. Apparently yeah, you have Yeah, but too. at least we were all drinking. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know. That was a weird night. So... Yeah. yeah, we had the senior, you know, like everyone has a senior crawl. Someone told me later, and this this always concerns me, and at the same time makes me feel good about the confidence people have in me. Yeah. A girl I knew that was a junior at the time saw me after this senior bar crawl, she told me, many mm-hmm. years later. Or not many years later, like a week or two later. No, like a week later, because we were graduating. And she, I said, yeah, it was a lot of fun. She went, yeah, you sure did have a lot of fun. And well, well, what do you mean? <laughs> She's like, I saw you walking through the, the the dark side part of the student neighborhood. I saw you walking through there without any shoes at 3 a.m. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and I went, well, wait, why didn't you stop me to help me? And she just looked at me and went, I think you had everything pretty under control. <laughs> and so I like to this day. Don't I, remember I, walking I, through the dark side? Oh, absolutely Completely not. Completely across canvas from your house. Yes, with no shoes. <laughs> but again, to think that someone either, it, it makes me sad that she was that unconcerned, or it makes me very happy that she was like, yeah. he's got this. Well, Blackout Justin is not incapable. He's <laughs> very merry. <laughs> is he's, he? He's merry and energetic, hey. and he doesn't look like... He's a, like he's not usually crying or. Oh well, that's a that's you know, a refreshing information. He's bright-eyed, <laughs> bright-eyed, bushy tail, yeah. <laughs> on his way. Well, that's wonderful. That's <laughs> yeah. good to know. There was one night, and I don't know why, but I walked back and forth from one side of campus to the other mm. at least, and I'm not exaggerating, five times. What? Why? There was I tried a, to do that once at a minimum. There was a house going on at a friend's at a, a friend's place on the other side of campus. A party? Uh, yeah, a party was going uh-huh. on, and and it was like it wasn't winter winter, but it was I needed a heavy jacket, mm-hmm. you know, cold. And I walked there, and for some reason I decided I wanted to go back because I wanted to get a cocktail because I don't know why. So I walked back <laughs> across campus, got a cocktail at your own house. Back, yep, walked back to his place. Uh decided that I didn't want that cocktail. I wanted the bottle of wine. So I walked back to my house and I'd already had a couple warmups by then. And I opened a bottle of wine and I was like, well, I don't want to take a glass. So I walked across campus swigging, full from, a, swigging from the bottle of wine as I was walking. Then I got to his house. Did you go like through the parking lots? Uh, walked down like the campus, campus boulevardy thing. It was, it was in like South dark or dark side, kind of closer to the uh, brown. Yeah, but did you go like by the Ferrex Center, like yes. in front of the Ferrex Center? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was okay. walking in very visible. Places. Yeah, like yeah. very well lighted. Yeah, very visible. <laughs> like no, I was not sulking through alleys with my bottle of wine. I was very out in the open uh. about this. And then I got to his house, and I had finished my bottle of wine, but he had a box of Franzia, and oh. I remember very vividly not wanting to drink out of a glass, so I filled my bottle of wine with, with the, the Franzia, Franzia. Oh. and then decided I just wanted to leave and walk back home drinking it. Oh, so I went man. back, and I think there might have been one more in there, too. I was at this party total for maybe 10 minutes, <laughs> like, and nope, I was walking for like two right. hours. <laughs> yeah, I could just never find the right zone to it's be so at weird. that party. Yeah. It's your Polish nature to just, to just walk, walk and walk. Yeah, and walk. <laughs> just to keep walking. <laughs> to keep walking. Where are you going? I don't know, but the answer. But wherever I'll end up, the answer yes. will be there. Okay. I thought you were going to say the ants in my legs are telling me to go. <laughs> the ants in my <laughs> legs are telling me to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, Sarah. That's what it's. It's the Polish ants that drive me towards my goal. <laughs> Polish people 
have a lot of ants. <laughs> That's one thing you can't say about Polish people. A lot of ants in the legs. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> I was at senior prom wearing a dress that had tiny spaghetti straps and then it had like kind of a crossover v-neck front mm. and you r- really couldn't like or maybe i chose not to wear a, <laughs> a, a strapless bra with it so i just wore like these almost like pasties <laughs> to like keep my boobs smooth okay and then no bra and I was all over the place that night. I was at senior prom. I went back to my friend's house. We went to Tim's. And then I ended up like hooking up with this guy who then got like obsessed with me. And I had to like, yeah, get out of here. I don't actually like you. You mean that night or later on? That night. Oh, okay. This was a, this was a fast and furious romance. Yes, because then, like, he wouldn't leave me alone, like, the next day and the day after. And then he invited me to help study for our English final or something or write the English paper and then, like, tried to make out with me in one of the private rooms at Resch Library. Oh, this is, that's uncomfortable. He, like, totally got a private room so that he could try to make out with me. And I was like, no, I'm good. <laughs> but... <laughs> Yeah, I've got ants in my legs. I gotta go. <laughs> Definitely got ants in my legs. And I uh, realized later that I had apparently been showing everyone your boobs all night. My pasties because he was like, Oh, you mean for like funsies? No, for accidents. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you meant that you were just drunk enough that you were like, does nope. everybody want to see? No, no, I was just leaning over and dancing and doing things that revealed the fact that I had something covering my nips and that was it because he was like, yeah, I knew you were wearing something on your boobs. I just didn't know what it was, but I kept catching glimpses of it. And I'm like, is this did like, you think you did, were I, giving him a sign? did I reel you in accidentally? <laughs> didn't want to do that like a, you, you're this a siren all that, wrong a siren that even drawing him in towards yeah. the shores and if i totally by accident yeah and i was like i wonder just how many people have seen most of my boobs and- well, well a year ago we went to a concert for your birthday and we were yeah. at, we were at seventh son and I, I i don't remember looking but you just at one point leaned over to grab something and we had, oh yeah my boobs are in your face but you didn't really move you just kind of finished what you were doing and then went about your way i was like that's i guess we the are nature of the boobs well, it's just like i guess we are really good friends but that was like it, even i was just like wait what's whoa <laughs> it was a uh it, it was it was a it was a good moment, Sarah, because it let me know how good of friends we are. Oh, good. I'd also had some drinks too. <laughs> you were playing with a dog that night. Do you remember? Oh yeah. You were so excited oh, about that dog. Oh man, dog was great. Yeah. <laughs> the people who owned the dog were not great. They were like they were interesting. Yeah, but the dog was great. Everything was coming up, Sarah. <laughs> Everything was coming up, Sarah. Right, we're jumping all over the place here, I guess, yeah, a little bit. in a good way. Oh, back to Keanu Reeves. I had a revelation about him. Oh, I'm really excited about this. I did not realize he was Asian <laughs> until I did, that moment. I, I didn't know that. It, I didn't even... I think that's fine. I didn't like, really know that until a while ago either. It. Yeah. I just thought of him as Keanu. I didn't think of him as necessarily white either. 
Isn't it like how much he's is, Hawaiian like, and Chinese? Okay, and his mom is like Irish and German. So he's like fifty percent. He's twenty five percent Pacific Islander. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> whatever you call it. <laughs> yes, Pacific Ocean. Dark. Oriental? No, we can't say Oriental no, anymore. That's for rugs. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's Asian. Okay. Yes, of Asian. No, descent. I didn't. I the only reason I knew that is I'm on Reddit a lot and they love him, but it just kind of got dropped. I had time. no but idea. I can see that. I wasn't paying attention. It was not like. What are you? I always thought you were white. It was like I didn't even think about it. You never it. thought about it, yeah. And then I was like, oh shit, he is Asian, isn't he? And she and Ali Wong said that they wanted to cast him because when Speed came out, everybody in her community was just freaking oh, out really? about it. Yeah. And totally accepted him as like part of the Asian community and like, Keanu Reeves, this is so great. And then I was like, oh shit, he is Asian. <laughs> Did you notice there is like not a single white character in this, except Casey Wilson. She's the only one who has any real speaking lines. To be honest, I did not notice that. Every single no. person is not white, that which is pretty sweet. Ne- I, that never the only other crossed my yeah, mind. They did a good job. The only other white people were the fast food cashier. One of the which he did crush shows. it. it was a, of- there's a man okay. cashier. Yeah. The, the woman who spoke that line was Asian. Oh, okay. <laughs> there's a doorman and there's a bartender. And, and that's the it? only white people. Yeah. I didn't pick up on that at all. Yeah. When I always think, I've mentioned this once before on here, and I don't remember what show, but Camille Nanji- Nanjiani, is that how you pronounce his last name? Yeah, Kumal. Kumal Nanjiani. Yeah. He, at the Oscars, when... Kumail? Uh, Kumail? Yeah, well. When, it, when uh, what was the movie that, that they did? Um, Sick. Uh, the, the big, big sick. sick when the big sick was like up for I think it was best screenplay or mm-hmm. something like that. He had a, a quote in yes. the red carpet that was mm-hmm. basically like, you know, the person asked him like, "What do you think about films that are mainly have minorities and all that?" Do you that? think that they'll leave white people out or whatever? White people won't be able to s- sympathize with That's, those characters. Yeah, that was it. And he basically said like, "It, it they're human stories. Like I've watched stories for years of white life. people, but and I've identified with that like." Yeah. the gist of it was just like yeah. no these are human it's stories human. yeah and so i guess the fact that you're pointing I that out him. to me only backs that up like i did that never even mm-hmm. crossed my mind whatsoever yeah huh. so there you go even keanu keanu uh, the, my point that i have down uh just showing how we have two completely different brains noticing things mm-hmm. keanu 100 percent gives hickeys gives hickeys yeah because oh, he gave yeah. her hickeys in this and he's the type of guy 100 yeah. percent keanu reese is giving you a hickey yeah so marcus his character's mm-hmm. name at randall park oh his uh, name is parks good randall park yeah park. um marcus parks what about marcus parks his last name is with an s but randall park is no s oh, okay but randall park in this his girlfriend is like this weird hippie asian Jenny. girl and then falls and like stays for, for keanu and goes for i it. loved her line in that and she's smart. She's she's right. She says, you can't change the world without influential people. And Marcus Kim is his name, said, so you need to know famous people in order to make a difference? And she said, it helps. Look at everything Leo DiCaprio has done for climate change. <laughs> and he says, what has he done? She said, he's working on it. <laughs> Which kind of dampens what she said. But I do think it's true. Like, you have to be out there so do you, and you think that that character in that moment that was the reason she stayed not because it was keanu reeves and she she had a thing for keanu reeves i think she did have a thing for him but i didn't find her inherently distrust 
distrustful, distrustworthy. Yeah. Like she, I think honestly did have a plan to talk to him about the community center. Like I think that's was her goal. Yeah. I did. I, I was just posing that as a, a devil's advocate type thing, but yeah. you know what? A devil's advocate, Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Excellent. He's in it. It's an interesting movie. I don't know if I call it excellent or not, but it's a good movie. It's it, there. It is a movie. It's there uh, and he was in it. Their outfits in this scene. <laughs> he has this awesome, awesome <laughs> tuxedo. Marcus does. Oh, yeah, he does. And From she, prom, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, because she said, you know, it's a fancy place. Mm-hmm. And she said, oh, no, no, like people wear... $4,000 t-shirts look like they stole from the homeless. And then they go to a fancy, an actual fancy thing, and everyone wears evening wear, and he wears a t-shirt, and he's like, just, you what know, the like, what fuck? the hell's going <laughs> yeah. on? And I feel She's like, like, oh, it's not that kind of fancy. Again, that's where I really felt with this this movie connected with me. I felt this main yeah. character. I'm like, if I go to a fancy thing, I never feel like I nail the dress code correctly, no mm-hmm. matter which direction I go. I was all about that. There was a the wonderful scene, speaking again of wardrobe, where he goes to... Um, Tom Ford is it Tom yes. Ford because Keanu mentioned earlier my friend Tom Ford mm-hmm. made this per- for me personally and he goes <laughs> I want do everything it's like I want that do you want champagne damn right I want champagne <laughs> pop it and he gets up and the guy takes the the price tag off and what was it like 12 grand yeah and he's then it shows him at the no soup. no he just leaves <laughs> then he shows him at the soup place like a two for 50 special mm-hmm. this is good for first interviews uh, funerals, graduations. Yeah. It's two jackets and one pair of pants. <laughs> yeah. Uh, about that. So I did have to go to a wedding one time. And this mm-hmm. was like uh, right after college-ish, you know, yeah. and I didn't really have a good suit. And uh, I remember my mom and I, you know, she went out, we went out together. It was probably like 23, 24. We went out together to look mm-hmm. for a suit for this wedding because she wanted me to look nice. And so uh, we went and, you know, walked through like JCPenney or whatever, uh, Nord's, not Nordstrom, uh, Macy's walked through like Macy's and looked and found, you know, some stuff in there that was like two jackets and a pair of pants and all that, but it was not, you know, it was nice enough. Yeah. And then she said, you know what, let's just for fun, just for fun. And that's where I should have known, like, this Mm. isn't going to be, uh, but just for fun, let, why don't we go over to, um, what's that fancy place up there? Up where? The place? East, east, like Easton. It's kind of near Macy's, not Nordstrom's or is it Nordstrom's? Neiman Marcus? No, to me, maybe it's Nordstrom's. Is there Nordstrom's there? Yeah. Let's say Nordstrom's. And we go in and there's this this guy, we go to the suit department and we just, you know, we just want to look. And then he gets me this, I think it was a Hugo Boss suit. And I'm not going to lie, I looked good in it. I mean, mm-hmm. it was, even without it being tailored, the cut was really, you could just, it was just a whole different ballgame. Yeah. But again, I'm right out of college. So I probably have, you know, two, three grand to my name, mm-hmm. tops and all that. In the suit itself, before like you know alterations and then getting a shirt and all this was like twelve hundred bucks. Whoa! Uh, yeah, exactly. Ooh. And so you know, of course, instead of me just being like, get it off, get it off, get it off, because I didn't want to seem that bad. I'm like, okay, well, you know, we walked through some options to like, and I think he knew there was no way in hell I was ever going to buy this yeah. suit. But I still think about that suit to this mm. day, and I think, why didn't I? I why other than, get one. other than the fact that I didn't have the money. Now, why, why shouldn't I be able to have one nice suit? And then I realize I shouldn't have one nice suit because I'll stain it immediately. <laughs> Which yeah. For weddings that you don't have to go to anymore. I know. No one gets married, so I really don't need it. And I don't have a job where I wear a suit You just ever. have to have more divorces. and <laughs> Have divorce future, parties? Future weddings. <laughs> Are divorce parties a thing? I don't know. They should be. They, they sh- Under certain circumstances, yeah. I guess they could be. That's one of my regrets from our wedding is that we had the men... Uh, rent the tuxedo. Yeah, and Brian's was so ill-fitting. It was not good. 
and it's just like we could is it was like $190 or something. It's like for 200 or maybe 250 you could get a suit and then keep it yeah. and have it. Yeah, I agree. And Brian had two friends who got married that were friends with each other, so they used the same suit for both, and now he has a nice suit, and it's like, that was stupid. No, I do, should have just gotten a suit. I think the rental thing is it's, it's, it's so racket. stupid. Well, and then I had to do one with a friend, and th- this really drives me nuts. And I was only an usher because it was only family that was the in the ceremony, which is is you know all mm-hmm. fine. But I was an usher, and so I got to get a tux because mm-hmm. that's how they let friends be involved. And one that's wonderful. I was right. so happy to do it. Right. But they used an he used an online tuxedo mm-hmm. rental company, uh, and. So you had to measure yourself or go to a tailor, get measured, and then give them your measurements. I'm like, yeah. I'm not going to go to a tailor and like waste their time, yeah. you know, and have to pay them or whatever. Mom, so measure they, me. So they had, <laughs> so I went, so my mom and I watched the video online on the website of Aww. how to measure by their specs. And so they send the thing out to you like a couple days before the wedding and they say, try it on and we'll overnight you something if it doesn't fit right. This thing wasn't even close. Mm. And I mean everything from shirt, jacket, mm, pants. And so I called and they overnighted me something. And, you know, the lady's like, oh, well, tell me it, it's here and here and here is where it doesn't fit right in the arms a little. Okay, well, they, here's what I'm going to give you this other thing. Okay, wonderful. Sounds good. And it comes and it still fit, fit like shit. If you mm. see pictures of me from this wedding, I look like I have recently lost a good amount of weight, but only in very selective portions of my body because mm, yeah. portions of the suit kind of ish fit. But then like the neck line on the shirt was way too big so then i tried to like pull it back you know like tighten it and then wear the jacket tight to hold it back but then it would just keep slipping down and i'd look like a like kid a kid wearing his dad's jacket which really stinks because sarah let me tell you and i'll tell it in another one of these podcasts but i did give a hell of a speech at that wedding yeah. mind you i was not actually involved in it past i wasn't usher, supposed ushering. to be doing that <laughs> i got up and took i got up and go after the Let best me just get this microphone over that here. after the best man speech he was going to sit down and i walked up and took it out of his hand Aww. no it was somewhat planned the bride had let me oh, she, had, okay. she had actually come to me and said could you do this so Aww. i did but the best man did not he know he know. just thought justin was no one knew it was Aww. only me and her that's fun everybody thought like what is this dill what doing? Is he doing this is not on script i'm excited to tell that story one day but i'll i'll save it for a, a wedding save it for another day I'm do you know how many of these podcasts you're like i'll save this for another day at least yeah Three out of five, you say that? I do. And 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 what happens is is buddies <laughs> of mine buddies of mine that'll listen that know the stories. Mm-hmm. There there's one or two specifically, a couple of friends are like, I'm really excited for that story <laughs> because that story's a train wreck. Aww. I mean it, there there's one specifically that is coming um Specifically, the one time I did a grand gesture, and it went, uh. oh, plain into the side of a mountain. Uh. I mean, literally could not have gone worse. Hmm. So look forward to hearing that one, but it's got to be okay. just the right one. <laughs> just also, the right one. Also, I'm still emotionally healing from it, so. Uh, yeah, it's tough. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of, you know, past stories and emotional healing, the mm-hmm. one thing that I really, really liked in this movie, though, is this idea that they touched on near the end of, like, how couples need to... Not even just couples, people need to kind of not be afraid to push each other and be like, no, you're better than this and mm-hmm. not tiptoe around because she, you know, he, he kind of put her in line as far as like, it's all window. You're doing so much window dressing. It's nonsense. What, mm-hmm. What's the deal with your phone voice? That oh, was yeah. a funny exchange at the beginning. Authenticity. Yeah. yeah authenticity with, with her. And then her mm-hmm. saying to him, like, you need to, you need to move on. Like you, you can do better. You are so talented. 
when yeah. you are sitting still. And then his dad ended up giving him kind of the same speech. Yeah. Out of and it. then they tried out for <laughs> this crosstown bar. And he, there's no recovering from that. They don't no. give you a second chance. No, because he was he peeing peed on stage. all over stage, the uh, stage and he, was being super rude. That got a legit laugh out of me. Yeah. Though. I got a belly laugh funny, out of that. But it was really like... Just walk away. You don't have to say they give you another chance because there's no way that bar would give you another chance. You would be done. Well, okay. Let me let me throw this at you though. Okay. <clears throat> Maybe they would because because it's not like you mouthed off to the owner. It was such a fireball. Like it 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 was such an over the top. He stopped and started peeing on an amp and asking where the bathroom was. <laughs> Something that over the top. No. That was an isolated incident. Like okay, let's. I I might be inclined to give that person a second chance. It Anytime would, I have to clean up someone's pee, I'm not giving them a second chance. Well, he was, in all fairness, probably peeing on his own uh, amp. So yeah. he probably it's not mo- like most of the pee probably went shaped. with him. <laughs> Well, the speaker has a certain concaveness to it. I mean, it's... Though it's vertical. It's absorbing, but yeah. There's definitely pee all over the stage. Well, it's not like the owner was the one mopping up the pee, more than likely. He probably yeah. had an employee do it. I'm saying 50-50. I'm, sure I'm saying 50-50 shot that they got another chance mm, to play that place. I'm saying more like 85-15 that they didn't. <laughs> oh, speaking of them as a band. Okay. Yeah. Girl that he... I guess when they were younger, it wasn't really like they were in love. They were just really, really close friends. friends. Yeah. Yeah. But still, if if a girl shows up at your concert after you haven't seen her for that long, Mm -hmm. and and it sounded like she wasn't going to come, because he told her, you know, come to our show, whatever, uh, Mm -hmm. or the dad did, and then she shows up, he had very little reaction. There needed to be a bigger double take there. When when he saw her in the crowd while they were playing, he just kind of smiled at her and kept going like, no, you're doing a double take. He should either do a double take or start fucking up your lines. Exactly. There needs to be more of a... Especially in a rom-com. Yeah. There needs to be more of a reaction there. That I I didn't like. Like, no, that is not this character. This character is not that cool. It's not that smooth. Yeah, at all. This is is a bumbling... Not only not bumbling, but this is a character that would have a bigger reaction. This is someone who wears his emotions on his sleeve as a character. So... Yeah, I agree. But again, I did like that idea in this movie that it's like, you know, the person needs to kind of push you there. You know, this idea of I think people misconstrue that a lot, too. And some when people push each other in a relationship that it's trying to change the other person. And there's mm. there's a line there between trying to change yeah. a person and trying I'm to trying say, to. like, no, you you are better than this. I see the potential yeah. of what you are not trying to change you, but like. Shit, I heard this put really well some the some best way. version of yourself. Yeah, you know, like keep helping to mold that clay. It's mm-hmm. still the same clay. You're just trying to define the features of it. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But I don't know. I like that. And then they had a, when they were driving in the car, I think they, didn't they have a moment of truth driving in the car too? Yeah, that's where he told her that her food wasn't really Asian maybe. Was that in the car? There's something I have a note here about in he a car. He did definitely tell her that. And she's like, what the oh, fuck are you talking about? But go, going back to, just real quick, going back to about the pushing each other's speech, I did have an ex-girlfriend that I did talk to about that one time mm. where, and I remember <clears throat> it vividly. I was drunk, so I, I remember being very movie-like, mm-hmm. and in reality, it probably was not that. Like, I kind of remember there being a light rain. I'm like, mm. I'm sure that was not the case. But, you know, I basically said, uh, <laughs> remember saying to her, basically, like, it, it, her, she was like, well, what do you need out of this or this? I'm like, I need, 
uh, someone to kind of push me. Like if I'm being lazy, like I had a bunch of t-shirts to sell at the time. I was in college and I was selling t-shirts to order to make money. I'm like, mm-hmm. if I'm being lazy, don't just say like, yeah, get, take a nap, relax. Or like, no, get out there. You need to do these things. Like yeah. you need. And so to her credit for like a solid two weeks, she actually would use the expression, go get them tiger, like Spider-Man at me. And I mm-hmm. love that. And I thought that was so cool. And it really didn't catch on, but I have had this conversation with a girl where it was like, you know, I need, that's what I need from you. I need mm-hmm. you to be someone to kind of help push me when I'm getting lazy or I do not see what I am capable of and you are, have a clear viewpoint. And yeah. I, and I, that's, uh, that's my story. I like that. Yeah. And it was in the rain. I don't like it. I get actively angry. What do you mean? Because I'm like, I'm fucking doing it the way I want to. And if you tell oh, me so something, this isn't you at all. then I'm going to get pissed. Really? So that's yeah. not you at all? Yeah. I mean, my first reaction is to be angry. For sure. Mm-hmm. But if there's truth to it, I'll probably like, okay. Yeah. Well, I guess I'm speaking more to like the ultimate, right. the ultimate positive <laughs> or negative that comes out of it. Yeah. You yeah. don't want someone scolding you all the time. Like I'm tired, like get out there and work harder. But I am, I'm saying someone like uh, that. She said to him, you're, you know, your music is good, even though it's mediocre, your music's <laughs> good. Get out there. Try at least to sell some merchandise or do this or that. And yeah, you know, take over the website from the guy that sells Diet Coke. What? The guy sold Diet Coke. Oh, yeah, that guy. The guy sold Diet Coke. Um, but no, I get like, I don't know. I feel like I have plans in my head. And when someone's like, you can do more, I'm like, fuck you. You don't know me. Like, I get angry. You get defensive? Not, not, nec- well, I guess it's defensive. I get annoyed that someone's telling me something when I'm like, I have my shit worked out. Leave me alone. <laughs> like, I'm such a control freak kind of anyway yeah and i'm like don't tell me something i don't know see i i like having a cheerleader yeah. that's me and and that's the way i see what i'm kind of describing is more yeah. more of a cheerleader not someone's telling me exactly what to do but it's like you're being lazy or you are capable of more or you are settling yeah. like to have someone be a that's that is something I've always wanted and always mm-hmm. enjoyed when I do get mm. it. Cause well, but that's just me. Like you, you're very regimented, you know what you want and you hit your goals. I get lazy. I know that's me, you know? Yeah. So I do need that. And I, I don't know. That's one thing yeah. in this movie that I really did identify with a lot. And that, uh, you know, he got shook awake and so that's great. I like yeah. that a lot. And so did she, I almost cried. I have a note here that I almost cried when she said it was his mom's recipes. That Aww. was a very sweet moment. That I was liked very it a lot. sweet at their New York restaurant. Yeah. But then what's their life like? Does she go back to LA? And what does he do? Pursue music? It sounded like me to me at the end, wasn't he talking to the one guy about like them coming to New York and trying to do the band? I thought I that's remember. what you were talking about because he made a comment to him. Remember they're they're standing in the restaurant mm-hmm. uh, at the end and he's like, Oh, is that a medium? He's like, it's a boy's slim or something about a shirt cut. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think they were talking about like doing. Oh, yeah. 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 I think they were talking about doing the band in New York in, huh. instead of like. But it doesn't seem like she's going to be there all that long. Isn't she just opening another restaurant? I don't know. I would think if you were going to be a food person, New York or LA or Chicago sound like the places to be. I mean, it's not like she's going to be a nomad forever. I just think she didn't want to live in right. San Francisco. Yeah, but that's a good point. What is their. What does their life kind of look like? Well, you right. know what? Probably, probably pretty good. I mean, at least if she's this big celebrity chef, <laughs> she probably has connections that can help him even with his so-so music. So yeah. mm-hmm. I'm guessing they have a pretty, pretty good life. I only have one other real note here, but it's... <laughs> uh, 
Oh, two actual notes. Just small things. He breaks into his own car with a uh, like a Jimmy stick. Mm-hmm. And again, I really feel with this character because like I've had to break into my own car, not with a Jimmy stick, but similar things where he the car is... every time. Yeah. And I like that a lot. It was the same car they had sex in. She kept yeah. looking in the back seat and he's like... Smaller and dirtier than I remember. <laughs> yeah. I, I like that a lot. And then <clears throat> why have we never gotten a celebrity impersonator for a party? How much fun would that be? They had a Diana Ross impersonator. Oh, yeah. That was a game changer. Dad started dating her. Yeah. I, she was great. For I, a minute, I thought she was male. Yeah, I kind of thought that was going to end up being the joke uh, yeah. they were going with. I am looking up right now. Apparently, there's a website called Gig Salad that you can get mm. uh, such people. Okay, so we've got an Elvis impersonator here in Columbus. Mm. There's a Sam Kinison what? tribute artist. Shut up. It's uh, random. Marvin Gaye tribute. Okay. Um, a David Bowie tribute. Oh. Tim McGraw. Tri- we could get a wow. Tim McGraw impersonator. There's an Abraham Lincoln impersonator. Is there a Benjamin Franklin? Uh, <laughs> it could be Benjamin Franklin. Mm-hmm. Donna. I'm I'm just going no. through them right Who now. Who is it? Was it Thomas Edison or Benjamin Franklin that was on The Office? Thomas Edison. And they kept or Benjamin. Him. No Benjamin Franklin. Franklin yeah. Franklin. They kept bugging him about history, and then. He's like, well, Benjamin Franklin may have had syphilis, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a Donna Summer on here. There's an Albert Ooh. Einstein. Rod, a Rod Stewart. Top, he's a top performer, too. Ooh. Does he have an accent? I would assume. His, oh, my God. He could sing the first cut is the deepest. Sarah, there are some on here that are fantastic. There's a Jack Nicholson one. Oh. How much fun would that be just to have a Jack Nicholson in person? I want there to be a party. Jack Nicholson and a Jack Nicholas at the same time because I could always mix them up when I was a kid. I never could keep them straight. Have them both at our party next weekend. I mean, wandering around. I'm going to be honest with you here. There's not a ton in it's showing you ones further away, too. Uh, Mm. Here's a slice alone. He's out of Pennsylvania, but he does service Columbus. Wow. Uh, Here in Columbus specifically, though, there's a Marilyn Monroe one and an Elvis. Oh, we hired a Marilyn Monroe to come to Brian's grandpa's 90th birthday. Really? He really liked her. Really? It got a little like, whoa. (laughs) Sarah, I'm going to be 100% honest with you. I clicked reviews for this Marilyn. Monroe and the first is I wonder if she's the same surprise one. birthday party for my husband's 80th oh I mean she has a is she lot in Cincinnati she's this one is listed as actually being in from Columbus but travels up to 200 miles huh. I don't think she particularly looks like Marilyn Monroe do you huh. I mean she looks a little bit she's far younger than the one we had oh okay <laughs> Good for her. She looks more like Christina Aguilera. I'm just trying to. There's a this Sam Kinison one that is is the one that's really getting me. It's just a. It's just a bald cat. It's just a a bigger dude with long hair. It's weird. Then you would figure though. It's oh wait. I do stand up comedy acts and original material, which is written in the style of Kinison and the types of topic he's covered. Mm. I think if you're doing a a comedian impersonation, you pretty much just got to do their material. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. This would be a lot of fun to get. But especially, but we'd have to make it kind of like the party in this movie where it's like, no one is fawning over the like no one would be like no like no special (laughs) attention is being paid to them they're just a person at the party to mingle yeah oh you can just ask them questions can we get a bernie sanders because your your brother-in-law loves bernie sanders (laughs) i hope so that would be excellent you have to be old 
All right, that's about all the real notes I have for this. <laughs> yeah, other than tropes. diving in. All right, so let's dive into the tropes then. Yes, there is no real meet cute because no, there he is. lives next door. Disagree. Oh, yeah, is that the that, first time uh, they meet? Um, I don't think it's the first time they meet, but I would call it still a meet cute. It's when we kind of get introduced to I them. I didn't and, realize that. Well, no, and it might kind of be the first time they really meet because that's when it's like my mom wants to have you over for dinner and the mom is making like a real effort to make her feel involved oh. and tells her, call me by my first name. Okay. The mom wouldn't do that like the 12th time they that's met, I wouldn't true. think. So I that's think true. I would call so that the meet the first. cute. And that's he invites good, her over for soup. Yeah. Like yeah. I said, I really like that part. That's unusual because it's a meet cute among the younger characters who are different actors. Mm-hmm. I liked new. it. Mm-hmm. I like that meet cute. I'm calling that a meet cute. Okay. Uh, the conflict is that she's a celebrity chef. And she's mad at. And he's a AC furnace repair. Well, I mean, I, the conflict, I think, is that she's still mad at him for being a jacket or being... I don't think she's mad at him. I think they just... She went a different way than he did. She was mad at him originally. Yeah. That's why they didn't speak. Yeah, but she was but... trying to act like hot shit, though, when she came back, like to prove a point to him or something. Was she? Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Huh. Like, because she was making a point to be answering all those phone calls while he's fixing the thing right in the oh, room. And that's yeah. where he was like, yeah, you don't have to do that. Yeah. You don't have to do that phone voice to sound important. And yeah, that's true. See, I call that more the initial conflict. And then mm. it turns into like a mutual attraction, but neither knows what to do about it. The other unique thing is they get together and then break up and then back together, which we all know they'll end up together. Mm. So it was kind of an interesting choice because it was like, when they got together, when there was no romance involved, it was just like a, what I don't know, a, a friend thing, and then a fluky thing happened, and they never really addressed it. Well, then Keanu, it was after Keanu. It was when they finally addressed it. Yeah, when they got together after yeah. Keanu. Well, that was the I'm talking about when they got together in the car in the very beginning. Oh, when it was like a friend yeah. thing, and then I they don't got think together. about yeah. that. But okay. yeah, um, her sassy side friend is her best friend who's pregnant, and then. Has the baby. Is she, she looks, if you told me she was Maya Rudolph's sister, I'd believe it. She I has they that looked, same kind of multicultural look. Yeah. yeah. She was really funny in this yeah, too. she was good. I thought she was really she good. She was a really good friend. Ali Wong asking about. Uh, Being the godmother. Yeah. I thought so that was pretty funny. funny. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what are the montages? There was the growing up montage was a really good one. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's I feel the, like there's another one where she's opening a restaurant, like doing restaurant stuff. Oh, I'm sure there's a re- uh, there was wasn't no that wasn't a montage of him like moving out. That was him talking over it. Hmm. Um, isn't there like there's a date? There's a them dating montage. I think is there because remember she it has him like playing a concert and then she like flashes him and that's where she's going like that's oh, my boyfriend. Yeah. I bet you want to sleep with him. Don't I'll cut you type of thing. Yeah, but I think that was in like a montage of them doing things and dating. Yeah. I think. Okay. Uh, the jobs of the protagonists. AC repairman. Yeah. HVAC specialist and That's celebrity good. chef. Celebrity chef. That's a new one. No architects chef. in sight. Yeah. No writers. I feel like celebrity chef is still kind of in that world. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, we're or not far chef enough. in general. Yeah. Uh, location is San, San Fran again. San Francisco. San Francisco is giving New York it's a run. Way more cultural. Yeah, it makes sense. You don't see like the big views. It's more about like the Asian community in San Francisco, which is very yeah. You know, 
accurate. <laughs> I'm just surprised we didn't see too much of the Sicilian population. Yeah, right. They're everywhere. I mean, they made sure made it. Why sound didn't they like go by the Sicilian, <laughs> the Sicilian Community Center? Center? Oh my God! What if it was a shared universe? They should have Matthew McConaughey and Jennifer oh, Lopez walk just walk in the background holding hands. Aww. That would have been nice. That would have been fun. Oh wow! Missed opportunity. So yeah, the city was a big part of it. It wouldn't if it set this in Chicago, set this in New York. It wouldn't. They they all have like no. They all have Asian communities there, but not like San not Francisco. Like San Fran, yeah. yeah. So I I'd, I'd say that was pretty a pretty yeah. big piece of it. Um, what kind of subgenre are we in? It's not really screwball enough, I don't no. think. There's no supernatural. It's got a little high school in it. Yeah. Maybe we need to create a new one where it's like friends, like friends becoming more lovers. Than friends. Yeah, maybe a more a more than friends. A more than yeah. friends rom-com. That's more it. New than su- friends. New subgenre, more than friends rom-com. Okay. I love it. Because that's right. definitely what this is. It's figuring out that they are more than friends, mm-hmm. or at I least, agree. well, you know what? It's too. It it would be too, it would be a more more than friends and like a growth rom com because the first half build dogs romance. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a more than friends build dogs romance. Hmm. I'll go with that. Yes, that's what it is. Build okay. dogs romance. Yes. For who though? For both of them? For, I'd say for both of them. Absolutely more him than her, but she also kind of stops yeah. with some of the pretentiousy stuff and realizes who she really is yeah. her own authenticity yeah i think for both of them yeah there's no the really the only thing this movie for me that's missing is no sassy kid no precocious child yeah yeah there's no precocious child just that them stinks. and their kids but they're I, not really yeah that the cameo i guess would be padma the cameo would be keanu reeves I don't think that's a cameo. That's a I, fully fleshed out character. That comes out of nowhere. I all right. Then maybe Padma. I Yeah. It has cameos. We'll we'll yeah. say that. Yeah. I mean Padma is like the surprise bloop. But yeah, Keanu is the Keanu comes out of nowhere. <laughs> because I, I forgot I knew that the song existed, uh. but I forgot that it was aligned with this movie. So when mm. he came in, I'm like, Oh man, this is gonna be great. <laughs> it was. <laughs> Uh, real world advice. Oh, plenty of it. His authenticity kind of speech to her, her yeah. like being able to move on and grow up and kind of realize what you can do, take risks, not be scared. Yeah. Yeah. This movie's full His of it. dad gives him one. Yeah. About your about mom like, wouldn't want you to yeah. be basically so scared all the time. You have or, to get out of here. Kind yeah. of. Yeah. Yeah. This movie has a lot of good real world advice. I feel like. Yeah. And take a and to take a risk on someone if you yeah. uh, if you think there's a chance, a chance there take a chance take a chance take a chance. Gonna, oh. da, 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 da. I don't know da, the words. Take a chance, chance on, on me. me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got it. Absolutely. Um, oh, uh, by the way, I had a really good idea when I was at the library. I saw the Mamma Mia two. Yeah, and they have a sing along edition. Ooh. We need to have. Like two guests for that, and drink a lot of wine, and do a. I'm l- not going to do that. Why? Well, I'm you don't have to drink wine. wine. <laughs> but, okay, then drink then drink something classy, not just like beer. So cocktail. Fine. But, but do another live watch of it. But mm-hmm. stop in the middle. But do the sing along edition and make it have a couple drinks beforehand. Record a tiny bit. Watch a half of the sing along edition and then come back and it'll basically just be all of us singing. Yeah. I think that sounds like it would be a lot of fun with the right people. <laughs> so just throw that in the back of your mind. Laura would be fun for that. Laura would be a lot of fun with that. Um, Voice of a nightingale, that one. She does. She's very beautiful. 
Uh, how long is this movie? This movie, Sarah, is an hour and 42 minutes. So it's right mm. in that rom-com sweet spot. And it doesn't feel it. I mean, it, no, it, doesn't, bog da- it doesn't bog down. It yeah. flows. And yeah. It, it, yeah. It does. There's no point where I wished it was moving quicker or I was I like, I still this just is slow. don't love when she's like getting in the cab and he's like yelling out the balcony at her. And, and she says she loves him. Yeah. And I don't know. It just got a little, it's like, you know, you're going to end up together. This almost felt a little rote. You yeah. Know? But they had to figure out a way to get him out of San Francisco. Yeah. But I get what you're saying. They could have like kind of mm-hmm. added that conflict a little sooner. And well, yeah. And they, and they, I guess they had to have a conflict, but, and they managed to incorporate New York as well. And a grand gesture. Oh yeah. It's a two, it's a two major city rom-com. Yeah. Well, and they do mention LA, but it's really just in two of them. All right. I mean, she starts in LA. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do we, yeah. Have, do we have any others that we've established on there? The others to hit? Smart slash sassy response thing. Or like the ending. Yeah. What was maybe there? What was there an ending line of any type? I can't remember it. They're in the they're in the restaurant, and doesn't he just like walk up and hug her or kiss her? He has yeah. a remark to the bandmate about his shirt, but that's not really like the ending on a punch. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it really ends on like a punch. Yeah. That's disappointing. I really like when those they do. <laughs> it just it feels very rom commy to me. Like yeah. That. Yeah. All right, so it doesn't have that. Brian and I watched uh, Independence Day nice. recently. Will Smith is so ridiculous in that oh, movie. Yeah. Like, we thought he was so cool. And looking back on it now, it Not comes off as really... Ugh. Welcome to Earth. Yeah. Punch you in the face. And the other one was like... What's the deal with that ring? Do you remember the ring he, oh, he gets? Oh, so the, ugly. It's like two dolphins it's swimming. Jumping over a <laughs> what looks like a pearl, but I guess is a diamond. <laughs> He's like, she's really into dolphins. I'm like, oh. Apparently bad taste, too. Vivica Fox. She's not like good she's these in that, days. She's in that second movie for like 20 seconds. No, I never There's saw no, it. do not waste no. your time on it. It is terrible. There's so much of that movie I don't remember. And I saw it in theaters and I have no memory. But we always called it ID4. Yeah, yeah. And I said that and Brian's like, what the hell are you talking about? I'm like, ID4, Independence Day. He's like. We never said that. Like, it's ID4. Yeah, I definitely never called it ID4. I know <laughs> Why that, did you agree? Because <laughs> I, I just like to make people happy. I don't, you know, like to, I'm a very agreeable person. Great. It was <laughs> just us. I don't know. <laughs> okay, and then you watched what else? <laughs> no, it's just Will Smith was like, came in and like finally met up with Vivica Fox and, and he like comes storming and she's like, I know how you like to make an entrance or whatever. And then he like kisses her. I'm like, Oh, was this really the nineties? Yeah, it was. It was like so on the nose. Jeff Goldblum at his. Oh, he was great. Finest. I mean, he's so good. Oh, he's great. I wish that I could cultivate his manner of speaking. Like, I wish I could get that kind of cadence, but I can't even, and I've tried, uh, it's so weird. I've tried impersonating it a little bit and I yeah. just, I don't even want to do it right now because I can't do it close enough to yeah. it. It's like, he draws things out and kind of comes at you a little quick with things and that hangs on to it when you don't yeah. really expect it. I love oh, it yeah. so much. Yeah. He's a fashionista, man. 
You look yeah, at some of his, his pictures shorts. online. Yeah. And he says that Big into the shorts. He says that every time he gets a piece of clothing, he tries to throw one out, but he only also tries to buy it so that he doesn't have too much so when his kids get all of his stuff, they're not left with a bunch of junk. Hmm. And he says he also tries to only buy things that he thinks his kids will want to wear. It's like I wouldn't wear hmm. my dad's my dead dad's clothing, but Thanks, Jeff Goldblum. Huh, interesting. Yeah. All right. So if a alien comes down, Sarah from ID four. <laughs> yeah. If an ID four alien and I comes have down, to show him around camera, he'll kill me. Yeah. Would Would you show him this on a scale of one to ten? Well, one in one to ten. How likely are you to show him this? How much of a rom com is this to you and this alien? <sighs> this ID four alien. It's probably like an eight point five. On what grounds? That it has a lot of the elements, most of the elements. What is it? I don't know. What is it? I'm saying it's a 9.5 for me. Really? And the things that it misses are like very minor things. Like, it, you know, it doesn't have that punchline at the end. And that's really more just something I yeah. like. But you're not mistaking this for anything but a no, rom-com. No, it's definitely rom-com. It, and, it's, and it's very centered on these two Maybe and how their worlds revolve around, you know, how it's all revolving. They're revolving around each other the whole time. Yeah. There's growth in it. There's a lot of truth in it. It's very funny. I mean, I identify with the characters. Yeah. yeah I'm calling this, a, this is a rom-com. The nine nine five. There's next to nothing. You would not confuse this for anything else. You would not just call this a comedy. Yeah, yeah that's that's, true. that's I'm I'm standing on that. I really enjoyed this movie a lot too. Mm. I mean, not just that I it was a rom com, but it was a really fun movie yeah, to watch. It was fun. Yeah, I like and Ali Wong pointed this out that she wears glasses throughout the whole thing, and she purposely chose not to have some sort of a makeover that they usually do to the female character. Oh yeah, and she's like, I wore glasses at the beginning. Or glasses at the end. I'm wearing those glasses. Yeah. Well, it wouldn't make sense for her to get a makeover in this film whatsoever either because she's already a celebrity chef that has her shit together, you know? Yeah. And he even goes for the makeover and then it's like, fuck that, I'm not paying 12 grand. That was real. Oh, God, I just, I really felt that. They do stay true to themselves. Absolutely, they do. I mean, it it really is just a delightful movie. And, you know, I think you brought up a good point. I'd be curious to, to know where, you know. Yeah. Where, where does Ali Wong see these characters, you know, in five years and 10 years, yeah. you know, do they, have to ask do they go back to, cause now she, she has a relationship where their parents kind of starting. It sounds yeah. like a little bit. I did like that part too. That, when they came and they're like, we paid for ourselves. That was funny. Yeah. Well, that was another point of truth in this movie that it was like, no, you're viewing a chunk of your life through these weird glasses that yeah. aren't reality. You really need to take. Stock, yeah. yeah, step back and take stock of what reality was and what really happened. Mm-hmm. And then that her parents were like, we're really making an effort now. We know we maybe didn't do this stuff right. I like yeah. that a lot. Yeah. I really, Ali Wong, I really like the truth in this mm-hmm. story. Little tiny Ali Wong. Yeah. If someone wanted to check out uh, our Instagram, Sedera, and see, you know, uh, some of your posts, see some things on like what Carrie Winfrey's doing with her awesome book, uh, Waiting for Tom Hanks. Waiting for Tom Hanks. Where would where would mm-hmm. they find our Instagram at? It would be romcomcom, D-O-T-com on Instagram. Okie dokie. And if they want to shoot us an email just to say, hey, or give us a suggestion or something we should watch, because we've gotten some suggestions and yeah. they've pointed us in some cool directions. Mm-hmm. We'd go to mail at romcomcom.com. That's wonderful. And Sarah, if they wanted to listen to our theme song or any other music from that artist, what artist would they look up? This is my suitcase. <laughs> <laughs> and if they wanted to specifically in our From song. Our the in- key to, keys to Cat Heaven. And what song is that? 
love. Let's mash it all up. If you wanted to check out uh, This Is My Suitcase, uh, you can check out their song Love off the album The Keys to Cat Heaven online. (laughs) Check them out. They're a good Columbus band. They've got a lot of side projects. Uh, Actually, the the lead uh, singer, Joe Camerlingo, was just on the last uh, paper issue of Columbus Alive. He was on the cover, which was pretty neat. They're going to the web only. That's just sad. Because now I don't have anything to read on Mondays and to update me about what's going on in this this city. In what? In the city. Oh. That's how I get my... City. In, in the city. <laughs> Hot time, summer in the city. Cool cat looking for a kitty. Doesn't seem to be a shadow in the city. Wait, is that the actual All line? Around. Yeah. Nice. People, wait. People looking half dead, walking on the sidewalk, hotter than a match head. Right? <laughs> I had fun, Sarah. <laughs> Me too. Happy birthday. Thank you. Goodbye. Goodbye. Two nights in a row.